Okay, the great Jay Reynolds demanded this job today to take over the BSB countdown from L Daly. And he wanted to give us his top individual performances from week one of the finals. So are we doing this in order? How you how do you want to do it? Four no, to one? No or order. Just no order? I'll go, no, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll go my best first. And then the three just... No, actually, let's, let's go in order. Because they are in order. Okay, yeah, go I for think. it. So number one, boys, I, I think Nico Hines for the Sharks. He, he was unbelievable. I think he ended up with four tri-assists. Um... I, I love the way he plays, especially on the weekend. He's not your, your natural halfback. He was popping up on the inside of, of, of forwards, on plays. He was playing at the back of Moylan at times. And I just love his soft hands. If, if, if you watch him, when he sort of goes to the lines, he, he pops the ball up. Or when he's out the back, he squares up, plays real, real soft or, or plays over the top. I just think... I thought Cronulla were very unlucky on the weekend too, and I thought he he done everything in his power to win that game for him. Um, I won't I won't lie, he's, he surprised me this year a lot. It was a massive, I think, risk um, in bringing him. Sorry, I'll take that back. To bring him to the club as your number one halfback to lead, you know, a fairly new side around the park um, is is a massive call for a club. But, gee, they've got it right. He's, um, yeah, because he, he didn't really play the halfback role at Melbourne. We didn't really see him as a halfback, did he? He was always coming off the, the bench. He was the utility, though, wasn't he, at yeah. Melbourne? But he was a, a half as he um, came through the grades okay. in, in the juniors. Mm. But the impact that he's had this year has been unbelievable. Mm. I, I mean, and you're right in everything that you say. His ability to stay calm under pressure. Um, his kick, kicking game has developed... Um, as the season has gone on, his ability to play as a first receiver and a sweep runner, mm. so a second receiver, yeah. um, is different to a lot of other halves. Um, and the other thing I like about Nico is you, you mentioned soft hands, and sometimes soft hands is hard to do when you go square into the line at, at, at speed. Mm. Like Some people go into that line at speed, but the pass is, is hard. Hard, yep hard and fast, whereas he's got slow hands. Mm-hmm. So it's always difficult to go fast with your, with your legs, but play slow with your hands. And, and that's what sets him apart, doing that. He, do, he, he does it. I, I, it's a massive, a massive positive uh, for a team where your halves and your fullback can change roles. And I think the Sharks probably do it the best out of nearly any team because you, know, you might run a play all the way to the right-hand side but Hines and Moylan will be there. So they'll just go, look, you get out the back, I'll, I'll go to the line. Well, then you've got Kennedy, who can also, you know, he never, he's never really the front guy, but he plays out, out the back a lot. I, th- I think what helps them to adjust to that role is the fact that they've both played fullback a mm-hmm. lot in yep. their career. So they actually understand what a ball player is looking for. So if they're into that second receiver sort of situation, they'll either know whether they're a second receiver and they do the ball playing or they need to be the runner. Mm-hmm. And they adapt and do it so well. And, mm-hmm. you, and you're right in everything that you say. If the ball ends up on the other side of the field and it comes back to the long side or they play back to the middle, they know what their role is so well. Whether it's to pass as a second receiver or be that sweep runner out the back and play like a fullback. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nico Hines, number one. Who have you got it to, Josh? Just behind him, boys, was uh, Nathan Cleary. 
what a performance. Yeah, it was very close, them two boys, but um, I think the one word, I just love his poise. Like, how can a bloke never get rattled? <laughs> like, teams go after him, you know, like teams try and kick pressure at him and they, they, just, they try and do every, everything to try and rattle him. His face never changes. He's... His persona in, in the game never changes. He, you can just tell he knows exactly what he's got to do. and He's a chip off the old block in that regard because his old man never got flustered, did he? Mm. Never looked it. Never has looked at his coach even. It's true. Mm. It, and you know what? As a half midder, it is a massive thing for your team to see that. I struggled with it throughout my career because I, you know, I felt I was always in the game and I was always fairly emotional type of player. And Desi always said it to me a lot. He goes, if, if you're frantic, the team's frantic. And going on the total opposite end of the scale with that, Nathan is the total opposite. That game was in the balance for, for a long time um, last week. But those bombs changed it. Because mm. it, was, it, was, it was very close. It was, a good, mm. it was a really good battle. They were just going set for set for set. But then he started throwing those bombs up. And poor... Uh, uh, was it Wonga Blake? Wonga Blake, mm. yeah. He, Nightmares. That, it's what changed the game. Yeah. It did. And then, but then what happens is they get a sniff, and then they just go on with it. Mm. They just they roll and they they make you pay. Uh, but, but going back to Nathan, he's his tempo when he goes into the line is the best I've ever seen. Um, he, he goes fast, to goes slow, but then goes fast again. You literally see. I, I love watching the, the the forwards when when the, when he's going at the line because they have actually got no idea what he's going to do. Ooh. And the Panthers play a very different style compared to a lot of other teams off a sideline. A lot of teams will go possibly two pass, get to another post to play play again on the up. But with Nathan, he always gets that first pass, and you watch him. He's got. He'll get to either the half on the near side and get a and get a forward leading with Isaiah Yo out the back, which then can create them going from all the way to the right, all the way to the left, and it, and it, and it's so hard to defend because as the opposite centre, you don't think it's coming, you think it's a, a layup play mm. a lot of the time, isn't it? So just just with that, boys, I, I think with Nathan because he's so calm and because his team trusts him. They just follow his lead in everything he does, and you can just see that, and that's why I think Penrith will be unbeatable. Number three, who have you got? Well, this is a bit of a, yeah, probably one that I, you know, I haven't really watched uh, throughout the whole year, um, and probably, you know, caught him as my big top four, but Peter Hiku, he was, um, he was unreal. He made 314 metres, he had one line break and a try. Good try too, wasn't it? And I reckon he, I reckon he stood up Talakai three times uh, to create really fast momentum for his team, and I just think he was unbelievable. He got him on the front foot a lot with his. He's really good out of yardage. Loves a tough carry. Um, great story too, you know, because when I was actually over in the UK, he was getting shopped to a few of the teams over there, and you were hearing, you know, he's possibly going to come over and. Um, because no one wanted him over here, but it's just funny what confidence can do. You look at the other night, and he, you're right with Talakai. He got him a couple of times standing still, mm-hmm. and then got him to the outside. Mm. So he, he got Talakai standing still. His, his legs were sort of stuck to the ground, and then he took off 
and Talakai got beaten for speed on the outside. But he, he's improved out of sight. He can... Mm. Unbelievable. Very, very aggressive too. Mm. I really like his aggression. He's... Uh, him and Val, actually. Both their centres are really aggressive. And I'm not talking um, decision-wise. I'm talking when the Sharks coming out of yardage or the Sharks were coming out of yardage or any team, they were always whacking their back row or whacking the centre. And I think that's a big a big statement um, for a team when you're trying to come out. If you're constantly getting battered, it's really, yeah, it's not good for the confidence. Josh was doing the BSB countdown before the news and his top four individual performances from week one of the finals. And he had Nico Hines, Nathan Cleary and Peter Hicku. Uh, what have you got for the fourth that we didn't get to, Josh? So the, the fourth and final one, you know, he's, he's actually one of my, my favourite players at the moment, even though he's a Queenslander, but we're not all perfect. He's, he's Reuben Cotter. So you've stuck to that Sharks-Cowboys game. I just, yeah. Well, the Cowboys just, honestly, they surprised me. Can they win the comp? No. <laughs> I, Cowboys, you don't think they can win the comp? I just don't think anyone can beat Penrith Loss. That's all. I, I think everyone's fighting for second now. I really do. I, just, I thought, I thought the, the only team that could probably beat them would be the Roosters mm. or Para. But watching Para last week, they just haven't got the answers. I, and I don't think anyone's got the answers um, to, to beat Penrith. They're, they're aggressive. Like we were talking about before, Cleary's just on another level. You've got guys like Kick-Out. He's so big. How's he so fit? If you, if oh, he's for a big man. He's fit. You watch. He, you watch his line speed every week, Loz. Mm. He comes out of the line and he hit, and he doesn't miss a lot of the time. Like that's big for an edge back rower. Yeah, it's, no, it, it sends a statement to the. I other actually team. think Penrith are vulnerable in their next game. Yeah. Okay. Rather than the grand final, I think if they get mm. through to the grand final. Yeah. I think they win it. Mm-hmm. If I'm a Penrith cons- supporter, I'm more concerned about next week. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 that's where I think if they've got any rust, it'll it'll shine through. I mean, I, they they were great the other night, and I always expected that. Mm. But now they've had the the other week off, another week. This is the time there that I reckon it can disrupt their rhythm. Do you think they're a team though, Loz, where they're gonna get complacent this week? No, I don't think they'll get complacent. But one thing I know you have to do with Penrith, and you've got to be mentally strong to do it is just go after them. Mm. And you've got, to, you've got to have good line speed against them. You've got to get in their face. You've mm-hmm. got to take the time time away from Cleary. You mentioned Cleary before. You, you've just got to be able to put him under pressure. So you've got to win the ruck, but you've also got to be, have that massive line speed and just harass, harass them. Harass them, harass them, harass them. Do you think so? Because Penrith can possibly play Parramatta again yep. if they get through. Look at what Penrith done to them last week. Do you think Parra can improve that much that they can harass them? Are they going to get... Yeah, I think they can. I was yeah. I was sort of... I don't know. I, when I watched Para play the other night, and, and they were you know in it until the 55th minute mm. or whatever it was, I still thought that they didn't play the football that would really challenge Penrith. Mm. I think they were just trying to get through their sets and complete and build a bit of pressure. And I, I still like Penrith when they just go all out mm-hmm. and well, just try and offload the football and just have a crack. They're going to play Cronulla or Souths in that preliminary final. Mm. Is it fair to say Souths are a b- bigger threat to Penrith just due to the Latrell Mitchell factor? He wasn't there grand final day. He wasn't there in that semi-final even when Souths beat them in the first week of the finals I 12 think, months ago. I think ago. both of them can beat Penrith on their day. 
But it's going to take a massive effort, and it's going to take a team effort, not just relying on a superstar, one superstar, to win you the game. Mm. Yeah, Souths have Latrell there that can break a game open as well as anyone. But the Sharks, they play well as a unit, yeah. and they have contributors off 17, and they'll need that. But I, I just think if you're going to beat Penrith this year for the title, I think it'll be, I think it'll be in that game. You know, what worries me about Souths, Loz, I think they struggle to get out of trouble out of their own end. And no matter who you are, Latrell, Cody, when you're playing constantly out of your own 20, 30, 40, it's so hard to win a game. Yeah, I think uh, you're right there because both their wingers are not yardage wingers. Mm. You know, they're good finishers, but mm. they're not yardage men. Um, they rely on Campbell Graham, Mm-hmm. Getting forward, poking his nose through, and Cam well. Murray. That's the other one they rely mm-hmm. on. Is Cam Murray getting back there on tackle three or four, and using his footwork and that bit of speed where he can get in between defenders and get that fast play the ball. So then either Cookie can get out or Ilias can get it on the run, mm-hmm. and the defence is on the back foot. Back foot. Yeah, yeah, that's what they rely on to get their yardage going. Whereas Penrith, they just rely on their back five. Like Dylan Edwards, Tolo, May, Tango, all these players just to mm. get yardage for them, give their forwards a spell and then kick. Strong. Very, very strong back five. 